I'm Renee Ritchie, and I'm a tech analyst. I'm Georgia Dow, and I'm a psychotherapist. And welcome to Apple Talk, where psychology just smashes right into technology and blows it to pieces. That's what it does. It does. That's what it does. Now, Georgia, who do we talk about? Because well, they've we, changed. They've changed names. We've talked about Meta. Ooh. Oh, and their verse. I can't even. I cringe I when I even me. say it. I cringe so hard, I pulled a hammy. <laughs> and Apple and Microsoft and Amazon and all of the other companies. Google, Do we have to call Google Alphabet now? Google, Google Alphabet. Google Alphabet. Alphagetti. Alphagetti. All right. Alpha Google. Uh, yeah, and how they affect our culture and our lives. And today we're talking about the outrage, Georgia. People are outraged. They have pitchforks. They have torches. Dislike. Oh, you can't dislike me before I've announced the topic. I can. All right, so here- It's still there. A while ago, Google said that they were considering removing the dislike count from videos. Not the dislike button, no. you can still press that, and not the information for creators. Like people like us, we can still see the dislike count. Yeah, we can still see you hate us. Yes, we can, yeah, <laughs> great, now they're gonna do it all. Um, but just the public display. So you'll see the amount of likes, but you won't see the amount of dislikes. And I'll preface this by saying that, you know, they, they mess, like social media messes with us all the time. Like Instagram is hidden and unhidden the like count. Twitter has, Twitter changed the fave button to a like button or vice versa. And they're experimenting with a do not like button, but it's different because it just means you don't like the thing. It doesn't, doesn't tell anybody you don't like it. The whole thing is weird. But Twitter decided that for what they call creator mental health reasons, and there's two specific kinds of this. First, they worried that uh, new creators wouldn't really grasp what now, it- Now, is this Twitter or is this YouTube? YouTube, sorry, did I say Twitter? Yes, you did. I, I apologize. I was just waiting YouTube. to hear if we were gonna get a Twitter story no. before I stopped you. YouTube. So YouTube, <laughs> okay. yes, yeah, like they were worried about creator mental health because people new to the platform might not understand the, like, the meaning of what the dislike it is. It hurts. It does. Um, and the bigger issue for them, and we will, don't worry, if you're already seething angry and like you're typing away in the comments about, you do not, like we'll get to the, like the other side of the argument, but a YouTube state argument was also that it was often used to, like as part of organized dislike campaigns where they would brigade, especially marginalized creators, like creators who didn't have a million followers, who weren't all white, hetero, male, uh, you know, creators. Uh, because like people like me, like it's never an issue. Like, I think I've never had a video with less than like a 93 or 95% dislike count. But when I talk to people who aren't like, people who are marginalized creators, it is a vastly different story. Right. So you said originally mental health. Um, what is that part of it? How do we deal with that part it of it? It does actually hurt. It, to be disliked, it does hurt. I have like two videos that like people greatly, again, I, I almost never get any dislikes. So what? like to have, I don't, I really don't get a lot of oh, dislikes. Oh, you sweet summer child. <laughs> um, so I don't get a lot of them, but a couple of my videos do. They're, they're vastly hated. Um, Are these videos where you were mean to the Batman, perhaps? It might be. Oh, okay, be. yeah, don't, don't mess do with that. Batman don't fans. Don't do that, don't do that. No. Um, I love Batman, please don't dislike this video. Um, and it bothers me, I'm not even gonna lie. I'm like, okay, well, I'm not gonna be going after Batman anytime soon. I'll wait till the movie comes out. So I see you've been out. silenced. Wait till the movie comes out. <laughs> oh, oh, you mean the Twilight Batman? Back in. The, the sparkly twi he Twilight Batman. He better bloody well sparkle, because- He's not gonna sparkle, he's not- I'm sorry, you can't take a sparky, sparkly vampire and then throw him into a dark suit and you have to try to believe it. It's not happening. All right. Um, so that was one aspect, yeah, just the mental health on creators in general. The other part was the brigade. And it does, it does actually, it is true. It, it does cause, um, we're, we're made to want to be liked. We want to be liked in our tribe. And so it does cause a good deal of distress. If you've ever had something that you've created and a lot of people dislike it enough to make a stand against it. So like there's all kinds of videos that I'm like, 
I don't like this video. But a video has to be at a certain threshold. Have you ever disliked a video? No. No, I've never disliked a video I've never, either. I've never, I've never cared enough so to like Canadian. vent my. No, but see, I, I think a lot of people never dislike a video. But I, there are people who I know. And I've disliked videos. I've but just you have never, never pressed the button. No. But you see, like no. I know that there are people who subscribe to my channel with the bell on just so that they can immediately dislike it because like three <laughs> seconds after the video has gone live. No, it's true. Like literally three seconds. <laughs> nobody could have watched the video. All you had time to do was get the notification, click it, and then click dislike. There are a bunch of dislikes on the video. So there is a non-trivial amount more than one person who has subscribed with the bell on just to dislike my video. <laughs> Yeah, which that, that must say something, right? Like, I don't oh. know what the psychology, what is the psychology of that? Well, to be, it, it is it is like like friends and foes. To be that hated, to be that reviled means something. They that, at least I'm feel kinda... something. Let's say it. The worst thing is to just be forgotten. But to be disliked enough that they will go out of their way to let you know and they want to be But see, I don't know, they're anonymous. That's the thing. subscribing so that they can dislike is I feel point. like I'm, I don't know. I feel it's like point. I'm living rent free in their heads. You are. Yeah. They they actually like you know are like oh ding gotta I make own, the donuts and press the the. I dislike own that button. three minutes of their life. Like yeah. I own that three minutes of their life. I yeah. just have total control. I press yes. that publish button and you're like whoo bloop bing bing. Yes, unless they automated it. No, I don't think they're that sophisticated. Maybe maybe <laughs> they but then they, they still have to make the bots. They spent so much time to code. Then they're a smarter they person and I'm still living. Code. They're a smarter person but not smart enough to not let anyone else live right, right. free in their mind. Right. Yeah. So there there is that. Um, and then also, like, you don't know the reason someone would press dislike because no. dislike, it's what social uh, networks call a lightweight negative sentiment. <laughs> like, they're like, taking the time to write a comment is heavyweight because it requires effort and time. Yes. Tapping a and button is very light. And your name is attached to it. So yeah, there's well, no anonymity. So I often, I'll see like, whatever, a dislike and I'm like, oh my God, I got a dislike. And then I look through the, the comments to see like, well, do I have any reasoning is it reflected? for this? Yeah. Is, it, is it valid is actually what I want to know. Like, is it a fair argument, right? Like someone that was like, oh, I don't like that you dressed up as like, you know, yeah. a mentat and, you know, like, and they're like, oh, oh why did you do both? And I'm like, that you, that yeah, you and I'm yeah. like, it was on the poster. Like there was a poster of that. Like, I, I want to know. <laughs> I know that, oh, so revealing of your damage. Um, no, but it's hilarious. Um, but the the thing with lightweight negative sentiment is that there's no context to it. No. So someone could dislike the video because they dislike your presentation. Yes. They could dislike the subject. Yes. They could dislike that you're a woman. Yes. They could dislike uh, the movie. They could dislike it doesn't the way give, you pronounce a word in the movie. It doesn't give you, as a creator, any valuable information of what to do with it. And that's my problem with the dislike button. I think that there is uh, valid arguments of why it should be there, but I think that without any context, it's just, we don't like it. Maybe it was too long, maybe it was too short. Like, I'm like, oh, yeah. what could have I done? I can't I don't like it because that. she's Canadian. It's not constructive <laughs> criticism. It's just yeah. criticism. Yeah, and originally YouTube had a star rating, like the one to uh, five stars, and they changed it to a plus, to a thumbs up, thumbs down, and they are fairly differentiated that way because other social networks, like I said, Twitter's experimented with a you personally not liking something. Facebook uh, now has like emoji reactions where there's like an angry emoji, a laughing emoji, a crying emoji. Yeah, and so you they can, can data farm your feelings to yeah. articles. Yeah. yeah, yeah, well, but like it's it's more, it's not- More nuanced. Yes, yeah, more nuanced. It's not nuanced, but it's more nuanced than the thumbs up and the thumbs down. So are you ready for the counter arguments? Thumbs sorry, in the middle. Sorry. What about hang loose? Um, <laughs> so one of the counter arguments is that it's a loss of data. 
Now this is not true because creators, we can still see the amount of dislikes on our videos, but some people like to see the amount of dislikes on other creators' videos as a way of sort of figuring out what, how they can do it better. So like I look at your Batman video with all the dislikes and I say, well, if I actually don't point out the flaws in Zack Snyder's Batman, people will like me more. Yes. Yes. Yes, which is so what it's I learned. competitive analysis. Yes. But it's, it's one of those things where like you look and you see that a video is controversial and for others, so the creator still gets to see it, but for other people that are viewing it, to be able to know if something is controversial or not controversial yeah. is information that is valid also. Yeah, absolutely. So the other argument is that some people were using the dislike, uh, the ratio of dislikes to determine the value of the video. So this isn't true and recommended because like, if you get a video recommended on your homepage, YouTube is pre-vetted it for you. YouTube doesn't recommend uh, low quality videos, like videos that people have expressed negative sentiment towards because they don't think you're gonna watch them and that hurts your watch time on YouTube. Um, but if you search for it, you can get almost anything. And some people will look and see, oh, this video has more dislikes than likes. How do I repair my sink? There's like 10 videos. And if they see one has a bunch of dislikes, they're not gonna click that video for how to repair their sink because they think it's an indicator of low quality or, or something problematic about it. Yes. Yeah. And I think that that's valid, right? I think that that goes for that. It goes for scammers, right? Is this someone that's just trying to scam a video? Like it gives you some Clickbait. sort of information. Yeah, clickbaity. Um, but it makes means that people have, there's a controversy, people are upset about this video. And at least when you look at the video, you can go, hmm. Maybe yeah. I should think twice about it. Yeah, absolutely. And because we do like to be a part of the group. The group that, right? no, absolutely. Absolutely. The, the counter argument to that part, well, there's a couple. One is, again, you still don't know the reason for it. Like maybe the topic is not, is not uh, widely liked. Or the sound is bad. But yeah, or the, the sound is fixing bad. is yes. perfect. Yeah, there could be a variety of issues. So it's, it's only a general idea. The second thing is that, uh, and the argument is that YouTube isn't just a social network, it's a search engine, the world's second biggest search engine. But then the world's biggest search engine, you, uh, Google search, doesn't have like or dislike. Like if you search for how to fix my kitchen on Google, you get a bunch of articles and there's no dislike ratio and yet for a decade we've all been fine. Yes, but the thing is why people are more angry about YouTube is they had something, yes. a power that has now been nerfed. Yes, it was right? taken away. It wasn't taken away. You can still do it. It just doesn't do anything. So well, you don't people see have gotten, it, yeah. People have gotten used to being able to wield this, and now they're like, oh, we're just going to blunt the sword a little bit. So what's the difference between never having something and having something and having it taken away? So we end Even up Even if with, nobody else had it. We have expectational debt, right? No one wants their power to be reduced in yeah. any line, field, creature. No one ever wants that. And it was wielded in a lot of ways to give information to other things. Sometimes you were just angry, sometimes you wanna share something, sometimes you don't like, but people also use that information, right? Yeah. And I don't know how, and I'm not gonna say that Google is, is being disingenuous, um, but I, I think it's more that, that they really just want that content. So I think that they, they don't really care about the mental health of content creators that are new. I think that they're more bothered that they'll stop and then they won't make more content. If they don't have more content on YouTube, then they don't get more views. So I think that it's true, but kind of like sideways, that it's just, that means that there's less videos for YouTube. So they did do- Because if they really cared about your mental health, they would really go after the comments. They would just shut down Well, they would, they would go after the comments, the harassing comments, and have a much more um, powerful 
way of being able to grab negative, harassing comments because those are so I think it's, vicious. I think it's like um, YouTube is a corporation, so YouTube doesn't really care about anything. But I think there are people at YouTube that care. Oh yeah, but I also some people think that, that are amazing at YouTube and care. I think that removing the comments was the easiest. Sorry, removing the dislike counter was the easiest thing they could do because it's such a big old code base with so much technical debt that there were a bunch of other suggestions like maybe you could have multiple likes and dislikes and it would show where they happen on the timeline or maybe you had to watch the video to a certain amount before you could put a dislike down or, or maybe a, a pop-up and would, you could choose to put a comment as to why you just or maybe you it. have to maybe you have to add a re to make it so not quite so uh, so light uh, but then it could also be just really mean yeah I hate your face well you know, but like they're, they're pretty good at like uh, yeah, moderate curating, yeah curating, curating those sorts of be, things yeah. but all of those are more work than just hiding the dislike count like that's a very easy thing for them to do. It's like display equals no. Yeah. And you get I, rid of the whole thing. I, how do you feel about it personally? Well, there's one last part. Oh, I wanna, sorry. No, no, totally fine. There's one last part I wanted to get to. And that is other people are concerned that by exactly what you said, that by removing the dislike, that venom, that toxicity will just go into the comments instead. And that might be worse. Like they're, they, seeing negative comments might be worse than just seeing like an abstract number the counter argument is it's more effort to leave that comment and, and they think that there's a lower chance that people are going to move angry over to the comments. people will say angry things so hurt people hurt, hurt people. people but this yeah. is less like angry people and more coordinated brigading like people on a 4chan group somewhere saying we want to silence this group of african-american creators or this group yes. of lgbt 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 plus uh creators and then like like they don't even watch the video they just systematically uh dislike yes. bomb it yes that they won't go to the effort of leaving like yes like comments yeah um, and the, the one part that people were concerned about with the dislike ratio is that YouTube did extensive testing and according to them, it didn't, didn't change viewing habits at all. And I think it's because, and maybe you can explain this too, when it comes to power users and like tech users especially, we always assume that our behavior is like the mainstream popular behavior and it's really not. Like a lot of tech power users live in the subscribe feed and look at all the, the videos that they're subscribed to when by vast majority of the mainstream only ever looks at recommended videos on their homepage. And also like we look at, at uh, ratios, but apparently the vast majority of mainstream people, they just start a video and then quit it if they don't like it. Like they don't look at any of the stuff around it. They just play, I hate this, close. Yes, they don't think about is, it again. That is me. But we assume, but everyone assumes that, that like everyone yes. who's angry on Twitter assumes that everyone uses it the way they do. Well, I think that everyone believes that we uh, all have the same playbook, and we, because we only live within our own psyche, we don't really understand that other people have different modes, means, personality types, and and way to go. That's what causes a lot of our problems and communication errors is that we assume that whatever we like would be what other people like, and what we dislike will be the way that other mm -hmm. people feel, and we we overestimate our percentage of the group. Yeah, yeah. We saw that with the iPhone mini. I mean, for years people are saying, you know, I want a small iPhone and I know, like people I know want it. If Apple made it, you know, everybody would buy it. And then Apple made it and almost nobody bought it no. because it turned out it was like, like you people on Twitter wanted it, but you are, you're like 3% of the one, market. It was one person. Yeah. It was just you, Lori. Well, no, it was, all the, it was Lori and the, all the human interface designers <laughs> at Apple yes. who wanted it, yes. or, the, or the interface designers of yes. apps who wanted it. But we, we always think that if I want this, everybody must want it. Yes, and, and it's, it's inaccurate. Yeah. Um, is, there, is there any advice you could give people for perspective taking or to try to get a sense of where their views may lie in terms of like the greater group views? I just to the, give context? The, the, the first piece is just to pop the bubble that other people have different views. And I, I like the hermeneutics kind of way of always asking yourself, could I be wrong? And if you start from the standpoint, instead of defending because you're 
um, your opinion becomes your identity and you feel it as an extension of you where it's really just an opinion. And if you start from, I could be wrong and let's just throw whatever I believe out there and let's see what happens with it, then you don't feel the need that I have to protect that entity of belief systems against my own ego. Yeah. Yeah. That makes sense. No, no, it totally <laughs> makes sense. Um, I, I, one of the things that I like to do, like, uh, Back, back when I was working in marketing, one of the things that I liked to do was repercussion modeling, which was say like for each choice that I had, what were the likely repercussions for each one? And if you take that two steps, often what you think might be an easy answer ends up being, well, no, because then this is going to happen and this is going to happen. And if you do that on your own before like you start committing to things, it saves you so much stress and so much negative outcome. Though you could go through so many of the variables that you spend the entire day thinking about all of the different repercussions that can come to and do nothing. There's definitely a balance, yes. right? Yes, well, like, I'll take a day. These, like, yeah, it's, to it's, not screw it's, up something major, I'll take a day. It's, it's one of these really difficult things of do you just jump in or do you plan ahead or, and really, and either one, you need to be kind yeah. of balanced in between for but both But I look them. at it like a lawyer. It's like, like if you're running YouTube or you're running Apple, you're running any of these big companies, like it's that same lawyer thing. Like don't ever ask a question that you don't know the answer to. So like before you remove the like button, you're a smart company. You have tons of resources. And to YouTube's credit, they did. They ran tons of tests. They did tons of betas. Like figure out what goes wrong on each on each step of Wouldn't that. Wouldn't you just say we're gonna just test it out for a period they did. of time? They but did. With everyone. They now, did. Well, yeah. they didn't test it with well, everyone. They, they think, announced that they were gonna do it, yeah, and then they, they, they got us prepped for it. But I think that no one really thought that it was gonna just. Well, they gone. wanted the data to see if yeah. people were watching less or more or but anything else would affect it. if they tested it out, people would have their, their feet kind of in and then people, they would see, are people still, like, you know, it's it's like with the um, butterfly keyboard. Like, you'd see... Should they test it with a few people first? How, how angry are people? And then yeah. when people are still really angry and it's not going away, they're like, oh, maybe we should actually fix this yeah. versus where it's at. So I think that if they did a full, just say, listen, guys, we're just going to try it out for whatever, two months. And then we'll see. People suddenly just don't care anymore. Just keep it well, going. Well, that was Instagram's thing. Like what Instagram announced was that they were going to start hiding the like mount. Um, and they said it was for people's mental health because they didn't want their, they didn't want people to be affected by how many, like, like if this photo got less likes than that, they didn't want it to feel bad. But it turns out that Instagram saw that people were posting less. They only posted if they thought they could get a lot of likes. Yes. They figured if they, if they hid the button. For a while, so, Instagram so, was desperate to get people to post so more. So you see... That's the thing though, right? Like that shows that what do they really, and it's a company, yeah. so I'm not really shocked, but that shows, and not the people in Instagram, they're very nice and lovely, but as a company, like you can see what do they care about? Cause they say, they say it's for mental health, yeah. but really they just want more people to watch videos and or pictures and yeah. post more. And when they see that they're not posting more, they're suddenly like, oh, that thing that we cared about for your mental health, Guess what? We don't really care. Let's put it all back. But you Instagram was so weird. Like they turned it off and then they turned it off for some people. And then, and le recently I went to Instagram, I turned, I opened it and it said, do you want to turn likes back on? And I was, I'm, I was like so confused. What, what is even happening here now? Right. And I just turned them on because I'm used to it. And that's the other thing I wanted to ask you about, because when I first heard about this, I didn't like it at all. And it was because I had it and I gotten used to it being there and I felt like immense change aversion and I wasn't able to look beyond the change aversion to whether it was a positive or a ha ha negative. 
And what do you find? Is it positive? Well, I wanted to ask you about the change aversion first. Like, what is that? The minute something changes, whether it's good or bad, it's still change. It's still different. So the aversion to change is that we're used to. So we we survived, and we've survived in our environment that is a certain way. So any change to the environment that is big enough will probably cause for most people, even if it ends up being a net positive in the end, we will first usually say, I don't like this because we're scared of anything that's going to change our environment because maybe there's more predation, maybe there's less food, maybe, you know, someone's going to, you know, come and attack us. Like we don't, our body is like, keep things the way that they are. Even if we're in a horrible situation, we're like, just keep things where they are because we always think in our head, it could get worse. Yeah. So that's why we have a strong aversion to change. Even if it's in our browsing history, even if it's in our, um, you know, house, even if it's like changing the scent of an area, it causes us a feeling of distress. Yeah. So that, there always reminds me of that Buffy episode, uh, The Wish, where uh, Cordelia wished that Buffy never came to Sunnydale and it ends up being like vampires have eaten everybody and Giles gets the thing. He's about to destroy it. And the vengeance demon Anya says, how do you know the other world is better than this one? He said, because it has to be. And he smashes it. And I think too, it's like, um, I, I was just change averse to it, but I stopped and thought about it. And what resonated with me is that, do we really need negative sentiment? Like even if it's a lightweight negative sentiment, do we always, do we actually need it? Comments can be anything. They can be nuanced, they can be subtle, they can be spam, they can, but they, they have limitless potential, but there's no predefi predefined path for them. Where a thumbs down button, a dislike button, it can only be negative or ignored. And there's just so much negativity in general. And if there was a utility to it, like if it was required, it would be, I forget who said this, someone said this recently, utility oftentimes creates ubiquity. That if something is truly necessary in a social network, like stories, like uh, TikTok style short videos, they go everywhere. Like, you know, Snap has stories and then everybody has stories. TikTok has short form video, everybody has short form video. YouTube had a dislike button, no one else saw the need to add one. Like it didn't add anything. It wasn't, it wasn't compelling. It didn't provide a differentiated experience. Nobody wanted to steal it and therefore, like bell bottoms, maybe jazz hands, nature can select it for extinction. The only piece is that I think that it was used to be able to tell people of marketing scams and um, you know things that were controversial and things that are inaccurate. And, and that's the only piece is that there is no, there's so much fake news and there's so much manipulation in what things are said. There's a little bit less of that. And I think that that's the most useful answer of where the dislike button actually serves a purpose that is a greater good. I think that the mental health aspect is very valid and true. And I think that probably there could be other ways of just putting it into the comments below, but the creators can delete the comments and the dislike button, you can't. And so that was the only piece. Well, is there that was like, you can hide it. You can't, you like, as a creator, you can go in and uncheck the button and then it won't show it but everybody knew that you were turning it off and then they suspected there was a reason. Like, why is this turned off? That's what suspicious. What do you mean by comments? No, the, the, like, the like count, yeah. the dislike count. Yes. You could, you could turn it off on your own videos manually, but then you became like hella suspicious. Yes. You're like, why is it turned off? It must be a scam. Yes, and so for, for people saying, well, you can just put in the comments yeah. if something is controversial or a marketing scam or you know multi-level marketing kind of tool. Like, you can't because the people that run that curate what are the comments on their own videos. So you end up then having to do a secondary yeah. set of research. And so 
that piece I appreciate. Well, there's Reddit's approach too, right? Like I don't think Reddit shows you the specific down votes, but they show you the aggregate down votes. It, it, well, if, if, if comments are downvoted enough, it's kind of gone and then you can choose which way most popular videos and yeah. like, or controversial videos or like you get to select the mode, but you know that something is controversial because usually, usually most, it's not set as like you choose to make yeah, it set it or seems not. better because I don't think they show a account for dislikes on Reddit. You can see the comments, how yeah. much they're disliked. I don't know if you can actually see it to the individual articles. Um, but yeah, that's that's their algorithm and it's effective. Yeah, yeah. So I think like a more nuanced approach to this. Um, but again, like you don't see Twitter like saying like it's useful. We'll put a down vote on Twitter. It's useful. We'll put a down vote on on, that's, on I Instagram. Think that's a very it's useful. Good point. We'll put a. But they used to have it. Yes. Ray. Yes. I mean, they used to have all sorts of things that have. They used to have dinosaurs. I remember them. Me and my pet dinosaur. We don't. Across. We don't actually oh. remember them. Oh, that was Jurassic Park. Yeah. It was Dr. Malcolm. I remember. Yeah. Me. Yeah. 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 So it's hugely controversial. And one of the most ironic parts is that people are now harassing YouTube employees who had nothing to do with so removing horrible. it. Like they just work for the company. That's um, horrible. But I do get the feeling that it's a reminder that these companies have this much power over us, that they can unilaterally change things that we feel invested in, that we feel are part of our livelihood. It is a, a stark reminder that these yes. are not our companies. YouTube is not our area. It's theirs. You're in their playground. Yes. And because you're in their playground, they get to make the rules. It reminds us who has the power. We don't always like to be reminded about that. We like to we sometimes delude like ourselves think and think that we're in control of our own destinies when... They just they, ultimately they're deciding what we can put up and what we can't put up, what we can watch and what we can't watch. We just don't like to be reminded of it. No. No. So where do you fall on all this, Georgia? Um, I think that it serves a purpose. I think that um, there are other ways to serve that purpose, and I, I think that it does negatively affect uh, certain groups of people. I think that there will be a cost in that. You know, things that are scams or controversial. There, you will have to do more research yourself. But I don't actually. Okay, so I mind that because people don't do that research, but I don't mind that because people should do that research. You should yeah. be looking into what you are feeding inside of your brain and telling yourself and always asking yourself, is this, like, I might like what this person is saying, but is it accurate? Yeah, and for me, it's like, I, need, I, I needed it to do more. I needed it to give me more. Like, I spent, they had a Disney Plus Day, and I wanted to see the trailers for... Uh, She-Hulk and Moon Knight and all the new shows coming out and there were so many fake trailers and you'd think that the dislike count would be a good indicator and in sometimes it was like some of the fake trailers had high slightly higher dislike counts but some of them are so good people liked them some of them people like oh great job and it's like no this is fake um and it's like that too like there are some uh technology videos like some out like they talk about apple events that never happened yes like apple's uh august event there, there yes, was no august that event don't exist yeah. or you know and, and this is apple's flip phone. there's not enough negative yeah phone. there's no they're, they're, yeah there's no like negative indicator there so I, st I still have to hit it and quit it and I get mad every time and that but it's exactly what you feel like and then I remember on Google search SEO is way worse like on it's really hard to fool Google with SEO uh, YouTube with SEO because they have perfect knowledge on their platform every video is hosted on Google so they can quickly tell like you can put whatever keywords and title and optimization you want but if people negatively react to the video that's not in YouTube's best interest so they downrank it quickly 
Uh, so never waste your time doing SEO on YouTube. Biggest waste of time ever. But on the web, it's not like that because Google has no idea what really happens on the websites. So SEO is hugely important and people game it all the time. So top articles are often like, you'll click on them and they'll be like these ad festooned. You can barely see any text. It's complete garbage. It looks like it was outsourced to a bunch of chimpanzees typing on a bunch of like, keyboards where the letters were in the wrong places. Like they're horrible articles and they rank highly and there's no indicator there. All you can do is, oh, you go back and you click the next one. And I feel like that's increasingly like, I don't want to say it's reality the internet, but it seems like where, where there is interest, there will be garbage trying to take advantage of that interest. That it is. I feel like this nostalgia for the dislike button because it's always been there. So I, I am change adverse. Like I, at first I was like, why would they do that? It's dumb. And now I'm more mixed on it. Like I can, me getting a bad uh, sync video, if it reduces a little bit of the negativity, and some people are like, well, people should be harder, like rewarding mediocrity, but you know, like, no one's getting free views here. No one's being promoted if they didn't make a good video. Right. It's just like, uh, you know, they're, they're, they're hiding um, the number of dislikes. And I'm like, Ugh. at the end of the day, I don't think it matters to me that much. And understanding again, like, I've, I almost never, I've never used the button and I never get a lot of, maybe I'll get them now. Maybe I just set myself up. I just never get them. So like, it, <laughs> I don't want to say it's not my problem, but I, I had to do a lot of perspective taking and talk to a lot of other people to get a true sense of it. I didn't want to just gut react. And I feel like a lot of especially really big, really white bread creators reacted really negatively immediately. And it made it worse, not better, because everyone else just said, well, they said everything that I was going to say. And it wasn't really a representative or uh, nuanced or empathetic. So what do you think of this take? Like, dislike? Did we give them some enough to dislike? I think so. All right, so we do have a bonus segment coming your way. So if you're subscribed on Nebula, it'll be right with you. If you are not subscribed yet, the best way to get Nebula is part of the Curiosity Stream bundle because then for just $15 a year, a year, Georgia, a year. that's less than the price of a bistro burger, a tasty bistro burger. You could get all of Curiosity Stream, all of their series, all of their documentaries, including Particle Fever, which is all about the Big Hadron Collider. Six scientists and their journey to, is it the Higgs boson particle? The God particle. What the latest build, like maybe in 10 years, there'll be a smaller building and block. And if you don't know what that is, you, you can should watch, be checking it out. You should watch the documentary. Yeah. It's fascinating. I think it's one of the biggest things ever constructed by humankind was this super collider, this, this, this Hadron Collider. And it's just, it's fascinating to watch. It looks like they're building a giant transformer from the inside out. Uh, it's this amazing. You can get that. You can get so much more. And you get all of Nebula, where you get Georgia's videos, ad-free, sponsor-free. You get all of my videos, ad-free, sponsor-free. And sometimes like extended versions of the interviews that I do because they're way too long for YouTube. Like I recently spoke to Apple's vice president of uh, Silicon Engineering. Very and cool. there's a longer version of that on Nebula. So yeah, less than $15 a year, you get a CuriosityStream account and you get a Nebula account, two for the price of one. It is the best damn deal in streaming today. All you have to do is go to curiositystream.com slash Apple Talk, sign up there, Curiosity Stream and Nebula, curiositystream.com slash Apple Talk. Thank you so much for joining us. If you are leaving us now, Georgia, where can people find you? Uh, you can check me out on Twitter. It's at Georgia underscore Dow or on YouTube. It's youtube.com slash Georgia Dow. You can find me at Renee Ritchie on the Twitter and youtube.com slash Renee Ritchie on the YouTubes where you can dislike to your heart's content because no one's gonna see you. Yeah, for now. It's gonna see you. I, well, I'll see you. We'll still see you, we'll know. We'll, we'll feel the pain in our hearts. <laughs>